morning, friends, and welcome to the program. Of course, you're tuned into Corbett Report Radio right here on Republic Broadcasting, blasting out on KHFX 1140 AM. And I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you as usual from halfway around the world for most of you. I'm here in the sunny climes of western Japan, and today is a bright and remarkably sunny day for us here or at least it is at the moment, but just about an hour or an hour and a half ago, there was a 10-minute hailstorm out of nowhere that was uh, that was really quite bizarre. I've never seen a hailstorm here in Japan, so it was quite an experience to see that. And, uh, of course, as we've seen all too often in the last few years, anytime there's any sort of weather anomaly, there are those who are all too eager to jump on the bandwagon of climate change and to blame it all on CO2 and SUVs. But I think the people who are listening to this broadcast probably know by now that there are other alternative explanations at play for some of the freaks of weather that we've seen in recent years. And that's not necessarily to say that this hailstorm that I just saw really was anything untoward. It was probably just a hailstorm. But there are some wacky things going on with the weather, and there are definitely alternative explanations as to why that is happening so it's my great pre- pleasure to bring to you tonight a very special guest to talk about this. We're going to be talking to Michael Murphy, the filmmaker behind What in the World Are They Spraying? Of course, an online video sensation. It's been seen literally hundreds of thousands, probably upwards of a million times online by now. And many people have also purchased the DVD to help support the filmmaker, which I suggest you do after watching it for yourself. And certainly uh, it's an important alternative view to bring to people as, unfortunately, the technology is there and it's already admitted and on the table. And there's all sorts of indications it's already going on. So we are going to be looking at chemtrails and spraying and what's really going on in the atmosphere tonight. So it's my great pleasure to bring up Michael Murphy. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us tonight. Oh, James, thanks for having me on. And I'm actually in Hawaii. so I'm a Michael, are you there? Uh, are you on the line? Yes, can you hear me, James? All right, yes, yes, I can. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me on. And I'm actually a uh, stone's throw away in uh, in Hawaii here. We've been having horrific weather and a lot of hail. I've actually uh, spoken to meteorologist Scott Stevens, who's uh, in in my next film, Why in the World Are They Spraying? He said uh, it absolutely should not be hailing uh, in Hawaii. So we know what's going on, and hopefully we can cover that tonight. I certainly hope so. It is very interesting to see some of these uh, bizarre things t- taking place, and uh, as I'm sure the explanations for why they're taking place will get more and more ridiculous from the, the mainstream establishment mouthpieces that want to cover up what's going on. But as you mentioned, of course, uh, Why in the World Are They Spraying is your forthcoming documentary, and the trailer is up now online. I hope people will go and follow the link from tonight's show notes to, to look at that. Of course, uh, you can find tonight's show notes, corbettreport.com slash radio, shortly after this broadcast airs. But uh, Tell people a little bit about what you're working on. Well, uh, the first film, we uh, we set out to prove that geoengineering or chemtrail programs are real and they're a threat to uh, human health and ecology. Um, we're seeing uh, ecologies around the world uh, collapsing. So it was very much of a, uh, of a hit, of you, as you said. It's been seen by over 10 million people uh, worldwide, and it started uh, a worldwide movement to get these programs stopped. Uh, as I said, I'm actually in Hawaii. Uh, working on what's called the Clean Sky Ordinance, and that's a uh, an ordinance to uh, essentially ban geoengineering programs uh, around the island of Maui. So we're moving forward uh, with that. But since the release of uh, the first film, uh, many people are asking, why is this happening? Well, I set out to answer that question, and uh, what I'm finding is, is deeply shocking. Um, weather control 
uh, is in fact happening. And uh, I've interviewed credible scientists uh, looking at the, the scientific documentation uh, about weather control and actually uh, went into the history of, uh, of weather control. So we're in production of that moving forward. Absolutely exciting to see that that's coming out and that that truth is being revealed. So we'll get definitely get into that tonight. Why in the world are they spraying? And on that note, we'll take a short break, but we'll be right back with Michael Murphy right after this. Welcome back to the broadcast, friends. You're tuned into Corbett Report Radio. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and tonight we're talking to Michael Murphy, the filmmaker behind What in the World Are They Spraying, a very, very popular documentary that, of course, is available for purchase at truthmediaproductions.us. He's also working on a forthcoming documentary, Why in the World Are They Spraying, that will be uh, funded through donations uh, to his website, so I hope that you will go there and take a look at that. And uh, Michael Murphy, uh, I think probably the good starting point for this conversation, well, actually, m- it might be the uh, the conversation that we had back in 2010 with uh, G. Edward Griffin. We did uh, a conversation for CorbettReport.com, so people can take a look at that. But, of course, uh, just to set the table for tonight and, and sort of get the uh, everyone on the same page, perhaps we should talk a little bit about what in the world are they spraying and some of the, uh, the documentation that you went into about the geoengineering cover-up in that film. Oh, absolutely. And uh, at the geoengineering conference, the American Association for the Advancement of Science, uh, geoengineers proposed spraying 10 to 20 million tons of toxic aluminum oxide uh, into our skies for what they said was the stated goal of cooling the planet. Uh, since we released the film, we found a number of studies which actually indicate that putting aerosols uh, into our sky uh, may cause a temporary regional cooling, uh, but as those aerosols are in our atmosphere... They actually uh, act as a blanket and warm uh, our planet. We've seen nighttime highs increase in the past 10 to 15 years uh, as we've seen these spray programs continue. But uh, in rain tests around the world, since we released the film, people have been uh, testing the rain. Rain's a very good uh, indicator of uh, atmospheric contamination. And, uh, again, they found just massive amounts of aluminum, barium, and strontium. Uh, these metals match, uh, match uh, geoengineers' proposals exactly. Uh, they match numerous patents uh, to actually uh, devices that were designed to spray these uh, toxins from airplanes into our sky. And, of course, what we see in the sky uh, now on a regular basis is, uh, is exactly what geoengineers are proposing, actually dispersing these aerosols from airplanes and creating artificial cloud cover. So uh, as, a, as a result, uh, aluminum oxide is very toxic not only to human health, and I hope that we can get into that, but uh, also to ecosystems, and uh, aluminum will... Uh, do many things, but it will change the pH of soils. And, uh, of course, we've been seeing soil pH change dramatically in, in Northern California, uh, where we covered in the film. They've seen uh, uh, their, their soil, which is typically acidic, uh, change anywhere between 10 to 12 times the normal alkalinity. So basic science tells us that plant life that requires acidic soils will start to die. Exactly oh, what's happening and, uh, of course, uh, when aluminum gets into, when bioavailable aluminum gets into our soils, uh, most plant life, uh, because it's a toxin, it will shut down its root system. And the plants die a very slow death. I'm here in the rainforest in Hawaii, and I said uh, we've gotten a ton of rain just in the past couple of weeks, and everything is brown. Uh, a lot of the locals 
who I've spoken with, and many people grow uh, their own, they live off of the land, they're seeing dramatic declines uh, in their yields uh, right now. So uh, it looks like it could be many different agendas, but uh, perhaps an agenda to destroy our ability to grow natural organic foods at uh, these new uh, aluminum-resistant and stress-resistant seeds, uh, which have been designed by Monsanto uh, to actually take over our entire food supply. So deeply concerning to uh, many people, again, who are dependent on their food supply. Yes. Uh, imagine my surprise, Monsanto coming up with crops that have been specifically designed for the very uh, elements that are being found in the chemtrails. Wow, imagine that. But uh, before we get into the specific effects of the, the various elements and how that, that might be being used, perhaps we should start by talking a little bit about geoengine- geoengineering itself, because a lot of people, I think, out there still haven't really heard of this concept or still don't really understand it, let alone the fact that it's being talked at, about at the highest levels of, of scientific discourse and even the White House science advisor, etc. So perhaps you can talk about geoengineering and some of the people who, uh, who are behind this, uh, this entire field of science. Yeah, great question. Uh, geoengineering is defined as the artificial modification of the Earth's climate. So there's a group of corporations, scientists, and governments uh, who want to spray toxins and are spraying toxins into our sky uh, to essentially change the way that our atmosphere uh, reacts. Um, This includes weather control. Um, However, geoengineers state that these programs are to mitigate global warming, but as we discussed, uh, studies indicate that it actually perpetuates uh, warming because it acts, uh, these aerosols act as a a blanket and they trap heat in. So uh, it's... uh, it's deeply concerning, but uh, geoengineers, David Keith, Ken Caldera, uh, Alan Robach are probably the top three geoengineers. And what they're doing is selling these programs to the public, and they're using the spear tactic, um, stating, you know, we don't want to have to do this because it will disrupt the food supply of over 2 billion people. It'll change weather patterns. It'll shred our ozone. Uh, all of these things are currently happening. We've seen a tremendous decline in in our ozone, uh, but they're saying we may have to do it to save the planet, again, from the threat of global warming. But what we have found, uh, geoengineering programs, without a doubt, can be used to corporatize uh, our weather and completely control our weather. And if you control the weather, you can control the world, uh, every food supply and every political system, and that's what we see coming to fruition. So, uh, again, uh, these geoengineers are selling these programs uh, it's something that will do damage. They're very open about it, um, but it's something that they may have to do. Uh, I forgot to mention uh, Bill Gates, who is a funder in the geoengineering programs, and uh, he's also an investor in Monsanto. So the crop loss that we've seen is astronomical, and uh, ecosystem collapse is definitely happening. So what's remarkable about this, Bill Gates invests in geoengineering, uh, and he's also a very big investor in Monsanto. There's no question about it that they uh, totally profit from these programs. So he's part of the problem. It's the Hegelian dialectic, uh, problem-reaction solution, creates the problem, and then benefits uh, by his investment in Monsanto. And we cover that in the, the next film. Well, the uh, problem-reaction-solution uh, process is one that my listeners will be all too familiar with, I- I'm sure, but uh, but absolutely fascinating topic, and I know a lot of people will want to get in on tonight's conversation, so the phone lines are open, 1-800-313-9443, with your questions or comments for Michael Murphy. And on that note, we already have Jim in Texas waiting on the line, so Jim, what would you like to add to tonight's conversation? 
Thank you. That's Jim in Fort Worth, and I want to talk about Fort Worth. But first, I'd like to mention that if you call Alex Jones and mention chemtrails, he automatically says weather modification. I think he's showing how bogus he could be, and with a Jewish wife like he. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Obviously, his no, Jewish wife is part of a conspiracy, right? Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. Forget it. <laughs> Uh huh. Anyway, okay. Sorry about that, Michael. Anyway, um, so so let's get to the the actual elements of what's being found. You were talking about the aluminum and the barium and the strontium, but what does this actually mean in terms of what's happening in the environment? Well, it's it's very toxic to to the environment. Aluminum oxide should not be in our environment. Again, uh, it's been found as much as uh, in increases as high as uh, fifty thousand percentage points in in certain tests, and again, it collapses. Now, geoengineers say uh, that aluminum is the, the primary element uh, for many reasons, but they say it's very reflective and very light, and it will stay aloft in, in the sky longer, and that's why they would want to use it. Uh, what we found, uh, aluminum, while it's not a very good conductor, uh, let's say in wire around your home, it's a very effective conductor in our sky, uh, again, due to its lightweight and other properties. And what it enables these corporations to do uh, with various technologies, when it's in our sky, they can actually heat up uh, the aluminum and it will rise and create a lift in the atmosphere. What does a rising atmosphere do? Uh, it expands and it essentially creates a vacuum uh, and sucks storms in. So it allows these corporations to literally steer storms. Now, the other elements that are in these programs, and again, there are a number of different agendas for geoengineering programs, but uh, I went to an aerosol research conference uh, in October and spoke with a number of scientists uh, who were speaking at the event. And I found that aerosols do and will affect the way that clouds condense and nucleate. So by putting various aerosols into our sky, you can actually build storms or uh, diminish storms. Uh, and what this does, again, it gives uh, these corporations complete control uh, over our weather. So it's uh, it's uh, something that, without a doubt, uh, is happening, of course, when, when you mess with uh, with weather, you're going to have all kinds of imbalances. That's why we're seeing hail in, in parts of the country and parts of the world that we typically would not see. Um, and then we see uh, storms that are several standard deviations above what would consider to be normal. Now, when I heard about weather control, the first question was, why would you want to control weather? And uh, I thought about it for a while, and I interviewed a few, few people, and, and we know uh, weather control, again, if you control the weather, you can control every food supply and every political system. So let's say you have maybe a country in uh, in Africa that wants to remain sovereign and they want to grow natural organic foods. Uh, well, if you want to control that and if you want to corporatize their food, uh, as Monsanto definitely has an agenda to do, they say we want to control everything or own everything that grows. Uh, let's get back to the the country in Africa, let's say if you have that country, and, and they're not budging, they're not going with these corporate seeds. If you control the weather, you create a drought over in that region, and within a year or two, that country will gladly give up its resources uh, and essentially go into uh, the corporatization of the food supply. It's exactly what we see happening. Um, and interesting, geoengineers uh, are very open about uh, stating that their programs will create droughts in Africa in Asia. So what this is, it's uh, the corporatization of every natural living system. Um, every major religion speaks about 
this, this big oppressive system coming into fruition. So chemtrail geoengineering programs are very effective at corporatizing natural systems. Hopefully we can uh, expand on that. Absolutely. I mean, it's just so mind-boggling to get our head around how big this agenda is and really what's going on here. So certainly we will start to uh, to flesh that out a little. Uh, once again, if you want to get in on tonight, 1-800-313-9443. We'll be back with Michael Murphy of truthmediaproductions.us right after this. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Welcome back to the broadcast, friends. James Corbett here of CorbettReport.com. Tonight we're talking to Michael Murphy of TruthMediaProductions.us. And if you're just joining us, Michael Murphy is the filmmaker behind What in the World Are They Spraying? and the forthcoming documentary, Why in the World Are They Spraying? And you can watch the trailer for that right now on YouTube. You can also get the link from TruthMediaProductions.us. And uh, once again, we have another caller on the line, so let's go straight to your calls. Uh, let's go to Raf in my hometown of Calgary, Canada. Raf, thanks for joining us tonight. Hi, James. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, two questions. First, who do I got to email to get you two hours on the radio? And uh, I guess my second one is... <laughs> my wife, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, my second one is to your, to your guest, Michael. Um, I'm just wondering, that seed bank that they have up in, uh, in Norway or, or Sweden, uh, north of there, is that related to Monsanto's plan of, uh, you know, geoengineering everything, and in case stuff goes awry, they got the seeds there um, to, uh, to fix it if it goes wrong? Or I don't know if that it, has anything it, to do with it. I think that's a great question. It appears... That it is, and, and the reason is this. Bill Gates uh, is involved with the seed bank. And, uh, w- again, what this is, it's corporatization of all natural systems. And uh, I think your, your question is, is, uh, is incredible because, oh, let's see, how can I word this? I'm here in Hawaii, and, uh, again, a lot of people live off of their land. They're dependent on natural seed, uh, rain, and sunshine. Uh, and uh, essentially natural systems. And corporations do not make money off of those people. And what this is, again, it's an agenda to essentially genetically modify every natural system, including uh, our weather, so that it can come under this corporate umbrella. So let's say my neighbor who who does not go to the store and buy food, the corporation wants essentially that person to worship uh, the corporate beast, governmental corporate conglomerate. Uh, so, again, what they're doing is genetically modifying everything. Weather control is uh, is the catalyst uh, for them to do this. So, yeah, definitely, I think the, the seed bank is definitely uh, part of that plan. And if something does go right, which it will, uh, they will have something to fall back on. Unfortunately, every living thing, and when I say that, I mean it very sincerely, every living thing on the planet uh, is, uh, is being destroyed uh, right now. So... Uh, my message is very simple. It's we need to, A, be aware of this, uh, and then, B, uh, speak up uh, uh, against it and say, no, we do not want this. And uh, as human beings, we have a very, very powerful voice, but we have to exercise it. Uh, so I'm hoping that the next film uh, will help to awaken more people to see what's really going on here so that we as human beings can take a stand. Great. Thank you. 
Excellent. Thank you for the call, Raf. Uh, very good question. And I think it is right to see that the, the dots that are being connected here by all of these things that are going on and connected by organizations like Monsanto and people like Bill Gates, who seem to have their hand in all of these different pies. And of course, it does connect in that way that you're talking about the corporatization of the world. And it's a very, very, very worrying trend when you start thinking about the type of power that this really, really has. Earlier, you were mentioning the uh, the pH levels in the soil in California as being one indicator of the types of environmental effects we can already see from these elements. Um, what what other types of environmental factors can we can we point to, or other statistics that we can show people that are uh, curious about what's really happening here? Well, again, the contamination in our rain, which is a very good indicator uh, of what's in our atmosphere. I have a library of tests, and that could be found at geoengineeringwatch.org. Uh, but, uh, you know, some other stats that we can talk about, uh, NOAA has done several reports. Uh, one recent report noted over a 50% increase in the past 10 years of stratospheric aerosols. Of course, the programs that we're talking about are called stratospheric aerosol geoengineering uh, programs. So um, this, uh, this study uh, failed to worsen. The, uh, the aerosols of, of where they were coming from, and they also failed to document uh, specifically what they were. We know what those aerosols are. They're aluminum, barium, strontium, uh, and other heavy metals. So uh, the aerosols are definitely there. In aerosols, there are a number of studies uh, which show that aerosols in our atmosphere will affect clouds uh, and their ability to condense and nucleate and essentially throw off weather patterns. So we see this going on as well. Uh, we're hoping people will wake up. I mean, we're seeing, again, hail where it should not hail. We're seeing uh, Chicago today was, uh, I believe, 79 degrees, very unheard of. Uh, and if you look on satellite, you can clearly see uh, the artificial cloud cover. I've spoken with former uh, weatherman and meteorologist Scott Stevens a number of times. He's been uh, looking at satellite, and the artificial cloud cover uh, has grown dramatically just in the past couple of years. These people are going to broke. Uh, they're continuously putting these toxins into our sky. And, again, we've seen profound changes just in the past couple of years. It's a worrying trend, but just on, on a, almost of a side note, as you mentioned there, there are different names for what's going on, the geoengineering or stratospheric aerosols and all, all these types of names. I mean, to what extent are people misled just by the semantics of it? Because uh, without a dramatic name like chemtrails, a lot of people just don't put their eye on the, the real issue. Oh, great question, James. Well, and... Uh, after the first film, the term geoengineering has essentially been demonized uh, in the public eye. People are aware of what this is, uh, so they've actually taken steps to change the wording of their programs, and now they're actually calling it climate remediation. So in what appears to be... Oh, remediation, that's such a lovely, happy word. It must be a great <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, so much of what uh, the political uh, calculus is all about is just semantics and trying to make things sound much nicer than they are. But on that note, we're up against another break. So once again, we'll take a couple of minutes to refresh our thoughts, and we'll be back with Michael Murphy of TruthMeetingProductions.us right after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
my friends, we're here on Corbett Report Radio tonight talking about what in the world are they spraying and why aren't in the world are they spraying. And our guest tonight is Michael Murphy of TruthMediaProductions.us. So I hope you will go there to check out the uh, the previous film and to help donate to support the production of the newest film, which we'll be talking about some more in this segment. But uh, but let's go to, to Werner in New Brunswick, who's waiting on the line. Werner, thanks for calling in tonight. Uh, James, and uh, good evening, uh, Michael. Uh, I think about this uh, camp player spraying uh, and Mosanto and uh, GM-modified seed and uh, aluminum-resistant uh, varieties and so on. Uh, all this has been has had its forerunners. What I've seen here and on the East Coast, uh, what I figure at least for the last 60 years they've been working toward... Uh, basically getting the uh, people of the land and uh, destroying the family farm and uh, prepare the way for the big corporate farms. And uh, when I came here 42 years ago, there were huge tracts of farmland that uh, had been abandoned, that were reverting back to uh, to bushland. And within a few years, I found out it wasn't the reason uh, that the people were lazy, that the land had been abandoned, but uh, that... Uh, uh, Herbicides were being sprayed on the land or being released on the land most of the time by small aircraft. And I have it documented now for the last 40 years. In my estimation, it has been going on the, for at least the last 60 years. Like vegetation control chemicals like uh, Agent Orange and uh, all related ones. And this basically caused the demise of agriculture on the East Coast, in eastern Canada and in the New England states. Regions that at one time were self-sufficient and were even exporting food, now they're importing on the average roughly about 90% of their food into the region. Well, Werner, well, you mentioned the, uh, the uh, sorry about that. You mentioned the uh, the ongoing agenda to drive people off of the land and to, to get out the small farmers. Michael, did you have a, uh, something to say about that point specifically? Oh, it, absolutely. And there's no question that that uh, herbicides and what uh, caller described is terrible, and, and that's been done on a regional. Uh, basis. The technology that we have today uh, has the ability to wipe out farmers on a continental scale. And, and what I mean by that, weather control. If you control the weather, you create droughts uh, in regions such as many countries in Africa. But uh, if you look at what happened uh, a little less than a year ago in the Midwest, we had intense uh, flooding during that time. And, and the farmers that, that were along that area, um, many of them got wiped out from that flooding. A couple of them uh, actually kept their head above water, and they were able to recoup. But the ones that did, that flooding occurred right after planting seeds. So they lost their natural organic seeds or their seeds that they used. And Monsanto and DuPont came in with their uh, their late planting seeds. They have a seed that can be plant, planted late uh, in the season. But uh, we look, and you, I think what you were talking about was Agenda 21, which essentially is a giant land grab, and weather control is very effective. With that, so the farmers that were not able to recoup uh, actually had to sell their farms on pennies on the dollar, and uh, uh, the government came in uh, with uh, with George Soros and the company that George Soros runs, and again bought those farms at pennies on the dollar. And what this is again is not only corporatization of our food supply; it's actually uh, a giant land grab. So it's a very effective tool at doing that and meeting. Uh, the objectives of Agenda 21. 
All right, Werner, thank you for that call. Um, a- excellent. Well, that, that is, again, another important part of all of this that's, that's coming together. And, of course, the, uh, the, fil- the film you're working on now, Why in the World Are They Spraying, going to be looking, obviously, at this, this worldwide weather control that, that is possible through this technology. Let's get some more into the specifics of that and how this can actually be used to, to bring about droughts or, or storms or what have you. Well, there are treaties that prohibit uh, countries from using this technology. I just interviewed Dr. Nick Baggage uh, here on Maui. Uh, what I learned about these treaties, these treaties uh, do not prohibit the country um, from doing this over, uh, over their own country. Weather control is very effective because you can put aerosols and other chemicals into the sky and affect weather patterns uh, 500,000, 2,000 miles away. Um, so these treaties have not taken that into consideration. And I think that's what we see going on. So there's no question that China, Russia, even the U.S. Uh, has access to these technologies. And what we cover in the film are certain corporations that benefit not only from weather disasters, but from droughts and floods. And, uh, you know, G. Edward Griffin, my former co-producer, said just follow the money and you'll find your, your answer. And that's essentially what we're doing. So this is not only about money. This is about power, and it's about corporatizing every natural system on the planet. And we've seen the, the cover-up in action for years now, and we, we understand the way that it's, this information is being covered up, but it is, it is so effective in a way because obviously there's, there's a, so many people in the public who are concerned about this, this climate change that they're being told is all due to SUVs and CO2, and this provides the perfect cover for these types of weather modifications. I mean, how do you start addressing that, uh, that, that sort of sleight of hand that the magicians uh, are using in this case to, to really distract the public from what's going on? Well, there's no question that our weather is changing and dramatically uh, all around the world. But again, just look at the money, look at the corporations, look what is happening to our natural systems. We're seeing everything collapse, and it's happening very quickly. So companies like Monsanto DuPont come in, and they have the solution to the problem. So the technology is there. Uh, and again, uh, these corporations are not only benefiting, but they're corporatizing every natural system. So people need to wake up. They need to look at what's really going on here and not support, uh, let's see, political agendas that may, uh, that may be misleading. And what I mean by that, they're putting a full court press on selling geoengineering programs uh, to the public is something that they may have to do to mitigate global warming. This has nothing to do with global warming, it has everything to do with money and power, and that's what these programs are about, period. Well, you mentioned that you've spoken to Nick Begich. Let's talk about some of the other people that you've talked to uh, for this documentary. We, uh, we interviewed former weatherman uh, and meteorologist Scott Stevens. Uh, he was a weatherman for over 20 years. He's been following this issue, so he spoke not only about how uh, aerosols do affect clouds, uh, and our weather patterns, but uh, various uh, weather anomalies that, that we've been seeing in the past few years and the technologies that are available. There's no question, again, that, that our weather is artificial uh, at this time, and we do a very good job at documenting this. We also uh, interview Mark McCamlish. He worked in the aerospace industry for a number of years, uh, very well uh, aware of weather that's being used uh, by our military. Uh, there's a uh, a document called Owning the Weather by 2025. That's an express interest uh, of our current military. Um, we also interviewed Barb Peterson of uh, FarmWars, who 
uh, puts out publications to various farmers uh, around the world uh, about what's going on. And, again, farmers are seeing uh, a collapse in their ability to grow natural organic foods. And, again, these uh, GMO seed companies are coming in. They're gaining market share. They're gaining power, and they're corporatizing uh, our natural food systems. Um, so we're also interviewing uh, Rosalind Peterson, and I'll be making a trip up north um, uh, into California where uh, we'll be interviewing her and going up and really seeing what's happening. Dane Wigginton, who was in the first film, has over 2,000 acres uh, overlooking Lake Shasta. Uh, his uh, land, unfortunately, is collapsing. Things that should not be dying and things that uh, should not be blooming are blooming out of season. Um, those have profound effects on animals and different ecosystems. So it's it's a great concern. While I'm here on Maui, I've spoken uh, to a number of locals, many of uh, who live off the land, and for generations they've depended uh, on the land for the food supply. Uh, they are seeing that collapse well, and it's hurting them. Now they're having to go to grocery stores and other food sources uh, for food. Again, dramatic changes that we're seeing, and again, this is uh, it's the corporation. It's the corporatization of our natural system so that people cannot live free. And, uh, James, it's really, in essence, the end of freedom because I really admire the way that a lot of people live out here, and I think it's the way that God had initially created our earth, to be able to live off of our land and, and grow our own natural food. And, and the concern for many out here who, who live like that is that, you know, in a couple of years that may not be possible. And if they have to go to GMO seeds, what are the requirements for that? You know, do they have to take a class? Uh, will they have to uh, have have a uh, you know clean corporate working history? We don't know, but again, this is a uh, it's an attack on nature and humanity, but also attack an attack on our freedom. Once again, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Michael Murphy of Truth Media Productions about his forthcoming documentary. Why in the world are they spraying? So, uh, Michael, uh, one thing that. Obviously, your past film, What in the World Are They Spraying, raised great awareness of is the, the nature and the contours of the problem and, and what it is from a factual perspective. But really, I, I think when a, a lot of the listeners out there probably are already on board with this and already understand to a certain extent what is happening, the inevitable question is what can people do about it? And we've documented some of the, the terrible effects that this is already having on the environment and is likely to continue to have. So what, where does this leave the, the average person out there who looks at something like geoengineering that's, that's done at a, an institutional level and done on this grand scale? It seems like the type of problem that the average person has really no ability to influence, but uh, perhaps you can speak to that. Well, I'm glad that you had mentioned that, and, and there's no question that these programs affect every living thing on the planet. Aluminum, barium, strontium, other metals are showing up in in human beings around the world, very high levels found in blood. And, again, we have profound health effects uh, because of that. And uh, the, the question in terms of what we can do, it's incumbent on those of us who are aware of this to take a stand. And bottom line is this. The human spirit is very powerful and the human voice uh, is very powerful. And uh, when we speak, we do have the ability to change. And I believe in the, and I realize that if every person who was aware of this stood up and said, no, we will not accept this. These programs would not be able to continue. And uh, in Maui, we uh, we started a campaign a little less than a year ago where we hit the streets and we handed out free DVDs of what in the world are they spraying. Uh, we encourage everybody who purchases uh, a DVD to make copies and hand out for free as a result. We have people around the world who are hitting the streets, waking up their neighbors. Um, 
uh, that can be found again on the website truthmediaproductions.us. It helps support uh, my work, but also my vision of, of waking up and and uh, activating humanity. So, with that being said, we we have critical mass here on Maui, and uh, because of that, the politicians are listening. And I'm here on the island working on the Clean Sky Ordinance, uh, and essentially, it's uh, it's an ordinance that will ban chemtrail geoengineering programs above and uh, around the island. Of Maui. Now, I'm not naive uh, enough to believe that the people spraying are saying, wow, we're not going to be able to spray over Maui. But what we're doing is using this and the success that we're having uh, on Maui as a model for others to bring to their communities, to bring to their counties, and bring around the world. And collectively, if we all take a stand on this, and I believe that we can, we will make them stop. But the first uh, important thing that we must do is waken up our communities to these crimes uh, the film is available on YouTube, so I encourage everybody to uh, hit Facebook, uh, hit the social media sites, get the word out, email this out to people, and then hit the streets. Um, we have people talking at town hall meetings, uh, emailing, and sending the DVD to their legislators. As a result, this issue now uh, is on the mind uh, of lawmakers. Again, the, the the solution is not only in lawmakers. Many of our uh, political leaders are sold out to the corporate interest, but if enough of us put pressure and bring this into light, they will have to react on it. And that's what happened in Maui. We have not only public support, but also political support. We have a sponsor who's sponsoring this bill. We will get it passed. But again, uh, public awareness is the key issue. And, and once you bring this to uh, somebody after they're aware of it, they will begin to notice the lines in the sky uh, that turn into artificial cloud cover. And, uh, you know, it's not a question of if they will wake up to this, but when. And collectively, uh, again, we can make a huge difference, and we can get these programs stopped, but we have to activate, and it's very simple. In a peaceful, nonviolent way, we have to stand up. We have to bring this issue to light, and we have to say no. With that, we have power. We have the ability to get these programs stopped. And I really want to urge people to think about the future that we want, uh, not only for us, but also for our children. And if you want a future that is in clean, fresh air, a future that is based on breathing natural organic foods, you must react on this because bottom line is this. Geoengineers are planning on genetically modifying our entire earth. That includes our weather. That includes every living thing on the planet. So if you do not want to see that and if you want to leave the planet in uh, for your children in a natural way, this issue must be addressed, bottom line. Well, it is a point that I keep coming back to on this broadcast and will continue to do so. It's that the people have the power and they have to take it into their own hands and they have to, to kick up a fuss about the issues that matter. And if tens, if not hundreds of millions of people can be worked up into a lather about uh, Joseph Coney being the biggest evil in this world, surely we can get more people on board with understanding the entire corporate takeover of the environment uh, and and what's going on at this level. So certainly, what in the world are they spraying an excellent resource for people? Again, it is available for free on YouTube, but you also have to support the filmmakers who make this possible. So I hope people will go to truthmediaproductions.us and buy a copy as well and help spread that uh, to, to people and lawmakers and whoever they can get that in front of. But uh, but absolutely, I think it is something that people can have an effect on. So if people are interested in this, I understand you also have a website, coalitionagainstgeoengineering.org? That's correct. And uh, I founded that with G. Edward Griffin, and we have a lot of activism ideas. And then 
uh, posted a, a lot of credible information. But the uh, bottom line is this, James. Uh, short of nuclear fallout, this planet has had no greater threat. And, uh, again, it's incumbent upon those of us who are aware of it to take a stand uh, and create the world, essentially, that we want to live in. Um, the new film, Why in the World Are They Spraying? We're actually funding the project with donations and pre-orders. So uh, uh, the film will be available for free, uh, as the last one has, and that's how we funded What in the World Are They Spraying? Just by private donations and pre-orders. As a result, uh, over 10 million people have seen the film, and uh, many are taking action. And uh, we've started a worldwide movement. So I believe the next prudent step in addressing this and actually moving closer towards holding the governments and corporations who are behind these programs accountable is addressing the weather control aspect of this. People are aware of the corporate corruption. When we illustrate, which we will, that these programs are related not only to greed but also to power, I think it's going to wake up even more people and activate even more people. So it's essential. And, again, I don't think that we ever have faced a greater threat on the planet. The ecosystem is collapsing so quickly, human health implications, uh, illnesses, and mortality rates, especially respiratory mortality, which went from number eight down to number three in the past six years, uh, these are all going through the roof. Um, so, again, we need to address this, and I urge you, please, get educated about this, bring it to the public. We have to. Well, as I say, it's hard for a lot of people to get wrap their heads around an issue that's this big and it presents such a threat. So I certainly hope that uh, people will use the resources of uh, sites like Coalition Against Geoengineering.org and What in the World Are They Spraying and other resources they can use to help spread the word. On that note, we'll take a short break. We'll be back to finish tonight's episode right after this. Hi, friends. Welcome back. We're here in the final minutes of Corbett Report Radio for this Wednesday night edition of the broadcast. So once again, thank you for joining us tonight. Tonight, our guest has been Michael Murphy of Truth Media Productions. That's truthmediaproductions.us. And, of course, his films are What in the World Are They Spraying? and the forthcoming Why in the World Are They Spraying? Once again, the trailer for that is available on YouTube. And as Michael was mentioning just before the break, this is going to be a completely donor-supported film production. So, uh, people, once again, if you want to help get the word out, this is a great way to do it, and you can already see the fruits of uh, some of his labor there in the first documentary. So if you're behind that, I suggest you get behind this uh, project as well. So, Michael, ab- about how far are you into the filming of this uh, film? We're, we're about halfway done. Uh, I'm going to head back to the mainland in uh, in about a month here, and we're going to finish up on, uh, on our interviews. But uh, we're just about there, and, and again, the information that we include is going to have a huge impact on the movement, I think, activate many people around the world, uh, not only uh, in the public sector, but also uh, the political sector. So, again, it's going to have a huge impact, uh, and it's going to be an activism tool. All of my films are based on activism. I am uh, an activist at heart, and the goal is to get these programs stopped. So the film is going to be geared towards that. Uh, The first film has been very effective, not only to, uh, to those of us who hit the streets on a daily basis and and hand out DVDs, but also very effective to bring into our political leaders. So it's going to be very well-received and something that will be uh, obviously credible, backed up by documentation. And uh, this next film, people are saying, wow, I've noticed that you have a lot more documentation. So, yeah, it will be absolutely scientific, very credible, and, again, uh, very much the catalyst in getting these programs stopped. 
That's right. And important to note that it's not uh, just donations, although donations, of course, would be appreciated. But I understand that you'll also be funding this through pre-orders. Uh, how much is the DVD? The DVD is nineteen ninety-five, uh, And again, every penny will be spent towards the production uh, of this film. And uh, we actually have a website, which is whyangels.info. That's whyangels.info. You can see the trailer, learn more about the film, uh, and actually see what we're doing. And, and I think this is something that many people will want to be a part of since we released the trailer. It's had an excellent uh, reception around the world. People are very excited about this film. And, again, it's going to be a very powerful tool for activism, and that's what we need to do. We need to get active with this issue. We need to address it. So that film, again, will be a tool for that. All right. Well, we just have a minute or so left, but we have one more caller on the line. We have John in Michigan, so let's see if we can squeeze him in. John, thanks for calling tonight. Uh, What's on your mind? Oh, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to ask Michael, is is that uh, are those materials in the fuel that comes out of the the, the jet engines? That's a good or, question. Or uh, these these are actually being sprayed, and, and there's a patent called the Wellsbach patent. It's a, a device that was designed to specifically spray aluminum oxide and other toxins from airplanes for geoengineering programs. So. Uh, you can see that actually in the first film, Why in the World Are They Spraying, or just Google uh, the Wellsbach patent. Um, so, uh, again, I haven't seen any evidence uh, of jet fuel. I know there has been talk by geoengineers about putting these substances in into the fuel, but we haven't seen any evidence yet. Okay, so you're saying it's basically a, uh, it's, it's coming out of a separate port than the jet? It's, it, it absolutely is, yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering how they, how they did that. But anyway, all right. Thank you very much. Okay. Great. So, thank you so much, and thank you, Michael, so much for your time tonight. Once again, I hope people will take a look at TruthMediaProductions.us and uh, go and help support the film. So, thank you for your time, Michael. Uh, Thank you. God bless you, James. Have a great night. All right. There he goes, friends. Michael Murphy, Truth Media Productions. Why in the world are they spraying? Once again, all of that will be in the show notes for tonight's episode at CorbettReport.com/radio. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and I'm looking forward to talking to you again in 23 hours. So until then, take care.